All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome in to Daily Faceoff Live, your go-to source for everything hockey, live every weekday at noon Eastern. Welcome in to a Thursday edition of Daily Faceoff Live, as always on the Daily Faceoff YouTube, and as always presented by Batano. The game starts now at Batano.ca. Fantastic sports night tonight, full NHL slate. Thursday night football, they got it all over at Botano. And our man Frank Saravalli, he's got it all as well. How's it going, Frank? Uh, pretty good. If I could stop hacking up a lung, it's been a rough mm. week. Uh, got some kind of flu over the weekend and just has lingered. So not fun. As, as most people will say, there's something going around, Frank. Everybody's sick. Gavin, our producer, is sick. The whole nation HQ is sick. It's brutal. I was talking to a bunch of people in the in the hockey media, too, that are all complaining they're sick as well. Did you hear about the MLB GM meetings? No. They had to shut them down because there's a virus going around that like more than 10 of the GMs couldn't even get out of their hotel rooms. I'm telling you, like Saturday and Sunday, I I had like the worst body aches of my life. So it's been brutal here. Yeah, there is, again, something going around. Uh, There is also something going around that Toronto Maple Leafs locker room. Frank, uh, we're going to talk about a whole bunch of stuff. But first, that's our first topic. It's the Toronto Maple Leafs laying another egg. No flu virus, but they're not playing very well. Uh, Another tough, tough night for them in the goals against department. They get doubled up by the Ottawa Senators. And Frank, we talked earlier in the week and even last week about, okay, is this a group that can stand up for each other? Are they tough enough? And I said I wasn't worried about that. After watching these last couple of games, what I am worried about is their inability to A, keep pucks out of their net, and B, just avoid these in-game ruts that they seem to go through. They give up four goals in 11 minutes against Tampa Bay, 
three goals in the third period against Buffalo. Granted, one was an empty netter. And then three goals in just over three minutes last night against Ottawa. This team has some serious, serious issues defensively. Yeah, and I think that's really the big thing that stands out. It's the defense. It, you know, I think, um, you know, you look at Ilya Samsonov and the year that he's had, he's struggled. Um, you know, Joe Wall, I think, has been just fine. I don't really have any concern on that front. My concern really resides mostly in their blue line, and it's kind of a broken record. You hear Sheldon Keefe after the game speak about how, um, first off, an eye-opening quote saying the fans deserve better, and second, saying that we can talk about you know all the points and hat tricks and all the great things that come with some of their dynamic offensive stars, but we need to talk more about the Leafs and their ability to keep the puck out of their net. And that's an internal thing that obviously they're talking about. And it's something that we have been talking about for the last number of years. This defense core, as it's assembled, isn't championship caliber. It's not Stanley Cup contender. And that continues to hold this team back. And part of it by nature is the way their cap is structured, that they're a little bit top heavy on the other side, that it limits what you can spend on the back end. And when you do get some cap flexibility and freedom and you spend it on John Klingberg, well, you put yourself in a tough spot. And I don't know what they thought they were getting with John Klingberg, but anyone who's feeling disappointed with what Klingberg has brought to the table, I would say, have you watched him recently? Yeah, I mean, look, I don't, you know, certainly not going to disparage anyone that works in a hockey ops or front office because they find and see things all the time that we don't. but kind of feels to me like they were flat earthers or deniers in that you could have just looked back at John Klingberg's last run in Dallas, his start in Anaheim and the way he finished last season in Minnesota to suggest that this is someone that doesn't really have the capability to defend in his own end. Go back and read the scouting report. I, I talked about it today on the DFO rundown. I read lines from it that we had on dailyfaceoff.com at the deadline, we broke down every single player that was on the trade block, and it's spot on in terms of what you're seeing happen right now with John Klingberg. There's no mystery here. Yeah, it's uh, it's puzzling right now in Toronto. On the flip side of that matchup, do you think maybe there's a chance this is a momentum builder for the Sens? They look really damn good. Yeah, and that's the one thing about these last couple weeks that's been really tough is there's been so much negativity and so much focus on teams that are off to tough starts. We don't really get a second to step back and say, hey, what a night from Claude Giroux. Uh, he was unreal for the Sens. Tim Stutzla, four-point game. He is elite, elite. Same thing with the Vancouver Canucks the other night. They beat the Oilers, and everyone's giving it to the, to the Oilers, and rightfully so with their start. But how about Vancouver and what they've been able to accomplish? Yeah, it's uh, there's a lot of positives, and there's one – well, there's a couple in the Atlantic, but one that really kept rolling last night is the Florida Panthers, Frank. At the beginning of the season, there was a lot of talk that we might not see this Panthers team get off to a great start. Are they going to be able to survive the rash of injuries that they were going through? Still no Ekblad, still no Montour, and still nothing but success in Florida. 7-2-1 and one in their last 10 games. 
Frank, this Panthers team, I, I, I think I wrote them off too quickly. I think this is a group that might be able to keep this kind of success up. Bobrovsky looks fine. And it's not like they're doing it with just like some insanely high powered offense or like a power play that's humming at 40% and keeping them in hockey games. Like this is a team that is playing really, really strong defensive hockey. I noticed uh, sport logic had some numbers the other day. The Panthers are the best team in the NHL. This is heading into last night with slot shots against slot passes against rush chances against like they have just committed to this team defense. It's wildly impressive. I want to fully admit that I was wrong about the Florida Panthers. I thought that there was a chance that they might have a start like the Oilers have had. You've got the cup final hangover. You've got your two top defensemen out of the lineup and the guys that they've been filling the rest of the lineup with the bottom of their lineup. Some of them, we don't even really know that well. And that's not a knock on us. It's just that they've been mining guys and find, plucking guys off waivers, different spots that they found them. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah. And um, they, they've found a way. So now look how beautiful of a spot the Panthers are in. Their forward group has carried them. They've gotten just above or at league average goaltending, which is fine. Really, you can do a lot worse. Trust us. And they're about to get Ekblad and Montour back. I it's the the six month window is December fifteenth. I'm told they're making good progress, and there is the potential for both of those guys to be back in the lineup before the month of November ends. So the cats are certainly not coughing up a hairball, Frank. Huh? Yeah, I see what you did there. Nice, um, but like. There's a couple things to keep an eye on. One, sure. Sam Reinhardt, every time he scores, it's getting a little bit more expensive. And two, uh, at some point when those two guys come back, Ekblad and Montour, this is not an icebreaker's nugget, but we'll have a few of those for you later. The Panthers are going to have to move a couple of the defensemen that they have to make room. So uh, it's going to be a team to keep an eye on for sure. Yeah, and another player I just wanted to give some love to. How about the OEL revelation in Florida? I mean, picked up off the scrap heap, more or less. I know he's still got a couple million bucks, but after being bought out by Vancouver, and what does he do? He comes in when he's on the ice at five on five. The Panthers are getting 58.9% of the shots and outscoring the opposition eight to six. The offensive production, whatever, he's playing good in his own end, and he's giving the Panthers a ton of big, big minutes right now on that blue line. So he's looked great. This whole Panthers team is looking great, and they're sitting third in the Atlantic Division, just a point back of the Tampa Bay Lightning. Let's head out west, Frank, and talk about a big, big matchup in the Pacific Division last night. That saw. Hey, before we do that, I just wanted to point out something real quick because this just popped up on, on social media. Mm -hmm. uh, the Calgary Flames have recalled goaltender Dustin Wolf, which is a really interesting development and certainly something to watch based on his pedigree and how well he's played in the AHL. There's a guy you cannot keep down, quite literally. So Wolf up with the Calgary Flames. So some breaking news to pass along. What's more likely here, a long run of a three-goalie system, or is there a trade in the hopper? Don't know the answer to that. Uh, I also think part of it might be based on maybe Dan Vladar's play, that it's a clear situation where he's earned it. Yeah, fair enough. Vladar's numbers are down again early on this season. Flames 4-7-1, and one, and they are sitting nine points back of the LA Kings, who scooped up a big, big victory last night over the Vegas Golden Knights. And you take a look at the standings here, I mean, the Kings, eight wins, 18 points. The Golden Knights have been great, 
But that win last night from the Kings should be a bit of a spark. And the guy who lit that spark was Anzi Kopitar, Frank, 36 years old. The guy is playing like he's 26 years old, 13 points in 12 games, well above that 20-minute a night mark. He has looked really, really damn good for L.A. Yeah, it's such a great spot for the Kings to be in, having gotten Kopitar locked up already to a contract that for the next two years, he takes a pay cut from what he's currently making. I mean, they're in a prime position. And this question was posed, and I'm going to ask you, is Kopitar the best player in Kings history? The reason I wanted to bring it up is because last night he tied Luke Robitaille with 1,154 points in his career. He's led the team in scoring all but two seasons since he's been a king, which is a very long time. And he just is one of those guys that you now see pass the torch from Patrice Bergeron to Andre Kopitar as, you know, the reigning sort of top defensive player in the league. You see it even again in little situations like Wednesday night against Vegas, who have some pretty stout defenders of their own at the forward position. And Kopitar is making plays. He doesn't have the speed anymore, but he's a guy that is always in the right spot and he works. Probably still Marcel Dion. I'm just looking at their all-time scoring leaders. Like that's a guy who put up 1,300 points, a lot of them with LA. So it's probably Marcel Dion, but I I don't think so. You don't think so, hey? I mean, the cups could change that too, I guess, right? He, he, well, I think the cups are part of it. Different era, different scoring. Like, to do it for the bulk of what he did, you know, it, we'll have to do the points adjustment with our friend Paul Paduti, who does the great work at Adjusted Hockey. But I'm pretty sure my vote at this point goes to Kopitar. But it's between, to me, it's between Kopitar and Robitaille. Fair enough, yeah. Robitaille second all-time in LA Kings scoring as well. Uh, We'll talk about the goaltending in LA in the next topic, but the one thing that just continues to impress me with this group, like, yes, Kopitar, fantastic. But, Frank, the depth on this team, it's stunning how deep they are. And they feel like Vegas of last year, where Todd McClellan on some nights can just sit back, kick up his feet, and go, I'm rolling four lines tonight, and he's probably going to get production. They have 13 skaters with two-plus goals already this year. Yeah, they're deep, but they're also disciplined in the way that they attack and approach. Uh, they're really structured, and they're scary because look at the night that Jordan Spence had last night. He's a really, really good player in this league, and last year he spent the bulk of it in the AHL. Well, guess what? You want to talk about depth? Brent Clark has eight points in 10 games so far to start the year in the AHL. This team has players locked and loaded at every position that you can afford to trade an entire third line to the Winnipeg Jets. And it's like, yeah, whatever, we're good. We got the best player in the deal and we've got the depth to now come up the ranks and take their spot. They moved Dursey in the summer and I think both of us were kind of like, huh, that's an interesting one. But then you watch Jordan Spence so far and you're like, oh, okay, they knew what they were doing with that move. Yeah, but Dursey's also been electric and unreal in Arizona. And I think really the determination was that they would have had to pay him. The failure for LA there and the Dursey move was that they didn't get more for him because a second round pick for Sean Dursey was an absolute steal. Yeah, and that's fair as well. Hockey senses in on the YouTube and says, I love the Kings. Good depth down the middle. Kempe and Fiala are good. Byfield's, Byfield is starting to emerge. And Moore is one of the underrated players 
in the NHL. Plenty to love right now in Hollywood as the LA Kings keep humming along. I said I wanted to talk about their goaltending, Frank. We're going to do it in a segment we're calling True or False. I got a couple of predictions, statements here about a few different areas around the league. But let's start with the LA Kings and Cam Talbot. A 7-2-1 record, a goals against average that is just a hair above two, a save percentage of 930. This dude's only allowed seven goals in his last five starts. True or false? Cam Talbot's legit. I'm going to say true, so long as he can stay healthy. Uh, that first game and that first weekend, man, we were all over the Kings, weren't we? The second week of shows, we were like, holy smokes, did the Kings make a major mistake? And guess what? We weren't the only ones thinking it. I know internally the LA Kings management was like, oh man, should we begin looking at what this market might be for goalies? Because we might have to do something. Well, Talbot settled in. He's got that confidence with uh, with with his coach in Todd McClellan going way back. I say Cam Talbot true cam talbot true with a little asterisk needs to stay healthy but of course i mean with that like you could say that about every player in the league honestly exactly um second one i got for you You see a nice picture of alex ovechkin at the bottom of your screen the washington capitals pulling up the standings right now and they're right in the mix five four and two an average start to the year and i'm looking at a few numbers here they are they have the second lowest five on five shooting percentage in the nhl that should come up at some point Darcy Kemper has been average to start the year. That feels like it should change. He's been a very consistent goalie over the last number of seasons. Capitals legit playoff threat. True or false? Even without Backstrom? False. Okay. I think this team is stuck in no man's land. I think, look, um, it appears, and this may be early, but it does appear that Alex Ovechkin, you know, father time is catching up to him. Backstrom has not been what he once was, but still it's another piece out of your lineup that you're hoping some, you know, can elevate someone and give them more opportunity. It's going to be hard to fill that spot. And I just don't see the reinforcements coming and I don't see them making a big trade where they move futures or things like that to try and supplant this team in the here and now. I think they're kind of stuck. And because of that, I'm going to say false. I just think out of the, you know, number of playoff contending teams, I put 10, at least 10 teams or 11 teams better than the Caps. All right, fair enough. Last one I got for you, a little bit of awards talk here on November 9th. Frank, I've been very high on Rasmus Dahlin. I think he's going to be a Norris finalist this year. I think Kale McCarr is always a lock, and Quinn Hughes has been absolutely stunning. They're all 25 years old or younger. True or false, all three Norris candidates this year will be under 25 because there's one guy I think might throw a wrench in it and it might be Victor Hedman with the way he's humming along right now but I still think it might be young gun time for the Norris it's interesting that you said that because I was thinking if there's someone else that could put a wrench into it it might be Drew Doughty and it's the point total is is not there but Look at his minutes, look at his impact, look like watch the game with your eye and you're like, man, Drew Doughty's turned back the clock a bit. I kind of I'm curious about him. So I I think you're right, I think true, uh but that that be the one sort of caveat I have. Fair enough. All right. Uh earlier this morning when we put up the YouTube event Frank, the first comment came in from Ranger Central. 
Hashtag ask DFO. Do you have an update on the Patrick Kane situation? Frank just might. We'll get to it with today's big segment. Icebreakers, as always, is delivered by DoorDash Ding Dong. For a limited time, our Canadian listeners can get 25% off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the code NATION25. Make DoorDash your holiday hack this holiday season. Frank, there are some GMs hoping Patrick Kane can maybe be their mid-season hack is there an update on Showtime? Well, we're getting closer, that's for sure. Uh, Patrick Kane's representation is actively engaged in dialogue with teams. They haven't narrowed down the list just yet, but I think they're hoping to get to three to four teams by sometime next week. And so there's a bunch of teams that have been out there that have wanted to get in the mix. We'll see if they actually end up being included in the list. But I don't think it actually strays if we're handicapping it from afar. Very far from the list that we gave you, I don't know, a month ago, six weeks ago, when we listed the New York Rangers, the Buffalo Sabres, and the Detroit Red Wings. Now, here's the one thing that I think is most fascinating when it comes to Patrick Kane and he determines his future is the thing that they're talking about internally right now is do we take some security and it's not the money it's do we take a bigger deal a two three year deal a multi-year deal somewhere and kind of go with the idea of this is a team on the rise and we can stay here for a bit maybe even finish my career here or do you take a short-term short money deal based on what these teams can offer like a team like the new york rangers and go for a one-year, one-million-dollar type of deal on a team that has an authentic chance to win the Stanley Cup this year. So that's internally what the wrestle is is potentially going to be and something that they have to consider. I think Buffalo is really uniquely positioned to be able to do that. Um, they've got the cap space, you know, more than $6 million in cap space right now. They've got the long-term view with all of their guys kind of already locked up to be able to say, hey, we can afford to slide Patrick Kane, love just hypothetic, five million bucks a year for three years. And does that entice him to come home and be the guy that helps put this team over the top and make the playoffs? I think internally, there's probably a bit of Patrick Kane um, – that feels like he disappointed New York last year and is, you know, would like to see what that looks like. So um, I, I think all those teams kind of remain squarely, you know, in the mix. And then sort of on the periphery, you've got um, Dallas, you've got Florida. Uh, I think there's an outside chance, um, outside, outside chance at the Toronto Maple Leafs. We just talked about this, you know, not being something that they need, but if I, you know, I, I think the pull here is going to be interesting. The push and pull of, you know, try and win this year right now, or try and go to a place where you can really build something. And he's not an old guy. Like that idea isn't far fetched that he has a three or five year run somewhere where he can, you know, kind of make his second home, the second coming, uh, second act, I should say of showtime. So, um, it's a really interesting dynamic that's at play. And like I said, we're probably less than two weeks away from Patrick Kane making a decision and signing somewhere. 
it's interesting that you mentioned that idea of a longer term deal. And granted, they are not the same style of player or anything like that. And the situation's different. But I always lean to what Dallas got out of Joe Pavelski, right? It was like, okay, you're bringing in just a good veteran to slot into your middle six, right? On a three-year deal or whatever it was at the time. And then, boom, all of a sudden you get, what, four or five seasons of a legit top line guy who compliments your team as well? Like, Defies logic that Pavelski then went on to have career years, like even better than he had previously in San Jose. Like that's special. I don't know if Patrick Kane can quite get back to that level that he was at previously, but I certainly wouldn't bet against him because he looks good. And by all accounts, the training that he's done in Toronto has been extremely impressive. Let's move out to Philadelphia, Frank, in your neck of the woods. The Flyers got off to a really good, hardworking start to the season, 5-7-1. and one. They've dropped two in a row now. Are there any situations you're keeping an eye on there? Yeah, uh, it would be Morgan Frost. Uh, that situation, I think, has sort of been simmering under the surface. You see here, no goals, no assists in six games. What's missing there is the seven games that he sat as a healthy scratch um, and that is certainly captured the attention of um, not just Frost himself and how flippantly John Tortorella has answered about um, is it is it hard to to make a decision to sit Morgan Frost back out again? No, nope. uh, that has certainly um, captured everyone's eyeballs and, and raised eyebrows around the league. Um, this is a guy that had 19 goals and 46 points last year. Kind of hard to figure why. He hasn't been more of a fit in the Flyers' plans age scheme-wise with where they're heading next. But here's the thing. Um, in order to make any sort of transaction happen, the interest would need to ramp up because there's been a number of teams, I'm told, that have called, but nothing that's risen to the level that you would think that he's going to be out the door today. But I think the longer this drags on, the more it might be one. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime even better this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment no maintenance required improved jawline definition for a smooth sculpted look with juvederm volux xc for important safety information and to find a licensed specialist visit juvederm.com that's j-u-v-e-d-e-r-m.com not for people with severe allergic reactions allergies to lidocaine or the proteins used in juvederm common side effects include injection site redness swelling pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
Interesting. I wonder if maybe there's not a spot there with a struggling team around the league who's maybe got another young forward and it's just struggling player for struggling player. Is that is that the best path forward here, maybe? Maybe. I, I think the Flyers should rightfully want something. There's a guy that basically touched 20 goals last year. The problem is it's like this chicken and the egg thing, right? Like you need to see him produce again. And if, you, if you're really going to ask for value, you better demonstrate the value and show that he has value to you and instead, he's sitting in the press box. Yeah, or else he could be getting 50 cents on the dollar for this guy. Uh, yesterday, Frank, we had a bit of a money talk with team valuations. And I want to carry that into a conversation about league revenue. And one big part of that conversation is the bankruptcy, or the bankruptcy of Bali Sports, which holds 11 regional TV deals across the U.S. Does the NHL have a long-term play here? So they're in the process of figuring that out. I'll be quick here. Um, there was a report uh, earlier this week that the NBA has reached a deal with Bally Sports for their regional TV deals where essentially it stabilizes everything. Bally will finish out the year and so they won't just dump all these regional TV deals back onto the league right now. They're going to hold up their end of the bargain. There's going to be a reduction in the amount paid to the NBA and then the league will take over rights again next season and beyond from Bally Sports. The NHL is negotiating a similar type deal. They haven't gotten there yet. We've seen other teams already, like Arizona. The league has had to take over their broadcast rights. But uh, those couple teams that have gone a different path this year, Arizona is one, Vegas is one. Uh, their revenues are not quite up to the level that they were in years past because of that TV rights deal. But I'm told that as it stands right now, the league is in concern and there will have be no material impact on the overall revenue and cap situation moving forward. couple trade situations, a free agent situation, a league revenue situation. We touched all the bases, Frank, another fantastic edition of Icebreakers. As always, delivered by DoorDash, that promo code top of your screen, Nation25. Let's get to our daily face-off inbox question today. Hashtag ask DFO Frank in light of the Jordan Eberle injury. The Seattle Kraken have recalled Shane Wright from uh, Coachella Valley. Six points in seven American League games this season is the fourth overall pick from 2022 in the NHL to stay is the question. I'm not sold that's the case. The production has been good to start. It looks like he's more confident. But I watched pretty closely their playoff run last year, and he wasn't a dominant player. In fact, he wasn't even really an impact player. And so that kind of leaves me with some pause. Can Shane Wright find the right mix of consistency? Some guys might have an easier time in the NHL compared to the AHL, but um, I'm not sold, but I'm interested to see how this develops. And by the way, can we not have any more skate cut injuries for a while? All the best to Jordan Everly. Yeah, sounds like uh, any sort of long-term damage was avoided with Everly, according to Ron Francis. And with it comes an opportunity for Shane Wright. Quickly, I know we're running late on today's show, Frank, but a couple of trades yesterday involving the Minnesota Wild, Kalen Addison and a pick one way, Zach Bogosian coming up the other way. Are the Minnesota Wild better today than they were yesterday? I think they are because you look at the fit and Bogosian is a way more stylistic fit than Addison. They had other guys take over the power play. Addison's a power play specialist. Obviously, they, you know, someone that they kind of fell out of favor with or he fell out of favor with them. Um, 
just by nature of the way the contract discussions went a healthy scratch for 20 games last year and all the playoffs. Um, they had to do something, I think, to switch up that mix and for no cap change and you get moved two rounds higher in order to make something like that happen. Bogosian was out of the lineup mostly for Tampa. He wanted a change of scenery. It's like one of those deals that you're like, okay, yeah, this works for everyone. Let's get it done. Puzzle pieces all fit together. Uh, let's move along to our Botano Daily Bets for the day. Botano.ca for all the odds needs you want. The game starts now. Botano, I'm going with a player shot prop parlay to start things off. Ryan Johansson has been hitting this at a very, very impressive clip. Eight straight games, and he's averaged three shots per game over the last five. Matt, Matthew Patra has hit in three straight before missing in his last game. So he's a good bounce back spot. Johansson's not missing this shot prop at all. I like these two parlayed at plus 151. Oilers over four and a half taken on the San Jose Sharks, a Sharks team that has been giving up a ton of shots on goal. And yes, Mackenzie Blackwood played good against Philly and they only gave up two, but I think Edmonton finally gets their offense going tonight. And I like the plus money price tag. There's no value on the Oilers on the money line, but there's value on taking them at plus money to score five goals or more tonight. And finally, the over between Chicago and Tampa. This is all about the Bolts. They've been scoring a ton as of late, but they've been giving up some goals as well. The over is hit in four of five games, and over that span, they're averaging 8.4 total goals per game. Frank, I love that this price points back down to about minus 128. Hit both my bets yesterday, including an over between Toronto and Ottawa, so I like going with another over tonight, Chicago and Tampa. Love to see that. That brings us to Garbage Time, which is presented by Wendy's and the Daily Face-Off Survivor Pool. Sadly, I have been eliminated. Are you still going this week? No, I lost on the first night. Yeah, same. New week next week. Uh, looking forward to that. But if you haven't already, get your picks in. Sign up for the Wendy's Daily Face-Off Survivor Pool. And Garbage Time, Tyler, got to give a shout-out to Justin Taylor of the Kalamazoo Wings. You're like, who is this guy? Oh, He's third all-time now in uh, ECHL career games played, hitting 800 on Wednesday night. 800 wow. games in the jungle. Look at what the jungle will do to you. Look at this man. He looks like he has seen some things. That is pure love of the game for Justin Taylor to grind out a career this long. My cousin played in Kalamazoo. He said Justin Taylor used to bring his kid, his baby, to team meetings, video sessions, because, hey, he's a dad, couldn't get a sitter, need to, uh, sometimes you just need to when you're in the ECHL. And so uh, interesting way of life, but uh, congrats to Justin Taylor. 800, he can get to the all-time uh, games played lead in the ECHL history. Uh, he's 84 games away from that, so would need another season. I don't know if he's going to get there. No points so far to start the year. Ah, still, what a great story for the love of the game down in the ECHL. Love seeing it, Frank, and love seeing you grind through today's show. Fantastic work for Gavin Turnick, our producer, Pat Puff on the graphics as well, and everyone over in that Daily Face-Off YouTube. Thanks for tuning in today. We'll be back tomorrow, noon Eastern time. Chat with you then. Thanks for tuning in to Daily Face-Off Live. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to never miss an episode. 
HelloFresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. All right, hockey fans, listen up, because we've got something special coming your way this playoff season. It's called the Daily Face-Off Playoff Parlay Challenge, and let me tell you, it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal. Every playoff game day, you're going to be faced with four questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle. And here's a sneak peek into some of those questions we'll be firing your way. First up, you got to pick the winning team. That sounds simple, right? But there's more. You got to decide if the total amount of goals in the game will be over or under a certain amount. And that's where the real strategy starts to kick in. Next up, you're picking who's going to find the back of the net first. And you're going to want to be careful because that's one that could be cooked early on in the game. And finally, you got to predict which period is going to be the highest scoring. Will it be a barn burner in the first, a shootout in the second, or a nail biter in the third? That's up to you to decide. Now let's talk about prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? For the daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards to treat yourself to some fresh nation gear and you might even win a jersey from your favorite team. And for the big dogs, those who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge. Play now at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess.